on SFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Busy show we have today because it's a very busy weekend for South Africa. Flying the uh, pirates' flags are very high. South African flags are very high. Orlando pirates out in Tunisia, where they're uh, attempting to uh, claim the CAF Confederation Cup for the first time in their history. Playing in the final, the second leg this uh, coming weekend. Uh, also, of course, South Africa's under 23s in action. But this is the PSL Radio Show. Segunjalo, I'm going to locker. We're going to be focusing on uh, one of the PSL stars, a man who played in the 2013 CAF Champions League final for Orlando. Pirates and in fact started the CAF uh, Confederation Cup campaign for them as well. Lennox Patrella will be in the studio with us to take us through what it takes uh, to, to make a final and indeed to uh, even go on and, uh, and win one. Uh, we'll also be catching up with Roger Desai, who coached Orlando Pirates to the 2013 uh, CAF Champions League final, get his take on um, what might happen come Sunday afternoon. That's right, kickoff has been changed owing to security. State of emergency has been declared in Tunisia. We'll be talking about cricket as well. Let's get straight into the sport. Sports News with the Cricket News chasing 310 for victory. South Africa 32 for two at stumps on day two of the third test against India in Nagpur. Natalie Jumanos has the details. Yeah, it wasn't obviously the best of days from South Africa's point of view. All out for 79 in the end in their first innings, which meant India had a first innings lead of 136. Top score of 35 from JP Dermody and another 5 for Ravi Chandra and Ashwin. A lot happened today in terms of wickets falling. We had 20 wickets falling in the day. India made 173 in their second innings, but the damage had already been done because it means that South Africa have a target of 310 and they've lost two wickets already in their second innings. So lots happening today, Dwayne, and all of a sudden we've seen 32 wickets falling in two days. Yeah, well, it's not unlike the first test and not unlike the second test, which was thankfully rained out either. I mean, in total, we've had six days across three tests of, of, uh, of actual test match cricket. But the, the real concern I have is Hashimamla's captaincy. When India finally find a partnership, how long did it take to bring on Tahir? And when he did, five wickets. Yeah, unfortunately, it's a question I think everybody's been asking is how he's using Tahir. Is he using him the right way? Is he waiting too long? Is he using him in too short a spells? I think in the second innings, he missed a little bit of a trick. In general, over the last year, his captaincy has been really good. Um, but I did think he missed a little bit of a trick. It's easy to say after the fact, because Tahir picked up five wickets. And unfortunately, with Tahir, you don't always know what he's going to produce. But today, it probably was a mistake that Hashim Amla made, bringing him on a little bit late. But uh, you have to give credit to Tahir. He bowled very well. Yeah, ultimately, after uh, Harmer's pie chuckers, I suppose <laughs> anything would have helped, but uh, let's not talk about that. Very briefly, though, Natalie, it looks like if India do go on to win this tomorrow, which, which looks likely, uh, South Africa's magnificent nearly decade-long run of uh, test matches unbeaten away from home is going to come to a rather abrupt end. Yeah, nine years of unbe- being unbeaten in Test Series. It's 2006 when they lost to Sri Lanka at that massive partnership, of course, between Mahela Dalwoodna and Kumar Sangakara with 624 runs in that series. And um, they were on the brink of possibly even becoming number one in terms of the number of years. I, well, I suppose they're a little way away from the West Indies, who had it for 15 years unbeaten on the road in Test Series. But it is a, a very proud record for South Africa, and it's because they've played in better in conditions that are not the normal conditions that, that they would experience at home, and they've played them really well. But I'm afraid in this series, they probably haven't adapted quite as well as they should have. Well, Natalie Dumanis, thank you. Enjoy the action tomorrow, albeit uh, it might end up disappointing. It could very well be, but who knows? Maybe something special will happen tomorrow.
Just trying to crane my neck to see the uh, score. England 43 for 3 against Pakistan in the first uh, T20 international in Dubai. Meanwhile, the inaugural day-night test series begins in Adelaide, uh, Australia, in the early hours of tomorrow morning. with a new ball, unfamiliar conditions, and a scene set for a potential thriller. Mitchell Johnson's out, the pink ball is in, and the floodlights are on as New Zealand aim to beat Australia to square the series. But with uh, the teams entering the unknown of pink ball test cricket under floodlights, anything, I suppose, could happen in Adelaide. Back home, scores the stumps on day one of the Sunfoil three-day cup. Northwest, five without loss in reply to KZN's 313. Uh, Eastern Province, eight for one in reply to KwaZulu Natal's uh, Inland's first innings of 271. Northern, 63 for two in reply to Bulan's 220. And Western Province reaching a mammoth 343 for three against Gauteng. Golf news now. Christian Basson fired an opening round 64 to hold a three-shot clubhouse lead when play was suspended during the first round of the Alfred Daniel Championship at Leopard Creek Country Club. Nick Dye has the details from Malilan. Yeah, suspended because a storm blew in, and I can still see the lightning off in the distance here, and the clubhouse is all illuminated, so there is no chance of further play for today. And that means that Basson leads into round two, an exceptional round of golf. He's very modest about it, says he's played here at Leopard Creek quite some times, eight or nine times in the past, and never been able to manage his way around like this. And yet in Cape Town last week, he shot a course record there, I believe, and he's keeping that kind of form alive, albeit that he didn't manage it across four days last week. He trusts that he will do this time. Charles Schwarzel, though, is one of those players three strokes adrift, and he was just playing the 18th when the storm broke. So an early resumption for him to finish the first round tomorrow, then go out for round two. He's level with the likes of an Englishman, Matt Ford, who only retained his playing rights in Hong Kong just a few weeks ago, but thrived here last season. And yet New Year's season, Brandon Grace, sadly they're well off the pace. No, defending champion well off the pace. Thank you, Nick Dye. I can tell you as well, football news, Europa League fixtures on. Krasnodar leading Borussia Dortmund 1-0 in an early kickoff while at the Kazan Arena. Ruben Kazan are still goalless against uh, Switzerland's Sion. Uh, and finally, I can tell you the world governing body of athletics, the IAAF, has announced that Russian Athletics Federation, ARAF, have accepted a full suspension from athletics competitions. That's your sports news. It's time for the PSL Radio Show For all you need to know about the Premier Soccer League Fixtures, results and all the latest news Proudly brought to you by APSA Today, tomorrow, together PSL Radio Show Twenty-three minutes to seven on SFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Now, Orlando Pirates needing to score away from home to stand any chance of uh, winning their first CAF Confederation Cup in uh, what some in South Africa have already dubbed a miracle of Seuss that needs to be uh, gained to, to claim this title. But tonight we've got the privilege of delving into the mind of a man who's helped Orlando Pirates to this uh, CAF Confederation Cup final and indeed took Pirates to the 2013 Champions League final. Striker Lennox Bakhtala, uh, thank you for joining us. Welcome. Good evening, Dwayne. Thanks for having me. Okay. Were you at the uh, stadium, at Orlando Stadium for the first leg? Yes, I was, of course. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what did you think of that first leg? Yeah, I think the guys played very well. Uh, looking at the game, I think that they had a very good plan. And uh, I knew, you know, I knew sort of how those guys play, that uh, the guys in the, upper, in the north of Africa, they played exactly how you would expect. And, you know... I think the, the the guys were unfortunate to concede the goal, uh, but you know those teams are very good when it comes to set pieces. I think next yeah. in the in the in the second leg, I think if we deal better with that, oh, the guys will win.
That was the point. I, I was tending to get quite nervous every time I saw a set piece conceded because they were fairly compact, packed, but by the same token were conceding far too many set pieces in and around their 18-yard area. Um, but I suppose on the side of the Tunisians, it's very deliberate to, to get their pacey players to be running at those defenders. Yeah, I know, and I think you've got to give credit to the, to, to, to the Tunisians. I think they've got, you know, they try to, to, to play to their, to their strengths and looking at those guys, they have good technique and they knew, you know, if they get fouls around the Aiden area, they can always cause uh, trouble and they were fortunate to get the goal. But, you know, I don't think all is lost. When, when you look, you talk about North Africans, uh, they, 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 they play similar football, uh, many believe, but when, when you look at this North African side, tactical discipline, I suppose, is one of the most key factors of, of North African football. Is, is, have you found that to be the case? Yeah, I think uh, the only difference between us and them is, you know, they're very disciplined when it comes to, you know, they're very technically, dis- uh, te- te- technically they're very, very good, and they, you know, they, they play as a unit, and for them, and some of them, they're so fortunate to have played for longer years together, and they've grown as a team, and I think it's one of the, also one of their strong points that they don't just cha- chop and change their squads, they always keep the same eight to nine players, and, you know, they play for the next four, five, six years, and you know when you when you I mean when you grow as a, when you grow as players, you tend to become a solid unit. I'm obviously talking to the previous uh, campaign, and I'm looking at the team now. Those guys have been playing together, and I mean you know you can you can see that their understanding is brilliant. Yeah, I mean, look, on the point of Orlando Pirates, I mean, not much has changed from the side that mm-hmm. went to the 2013 final. I mean, uh, of the players off the top of my head, I can think of it. I know Dane Clayton's now in fifth, Stuart Tucks, Basuma's at Aces. Mm-hmm. Um, and Delia. And, okay, and Senzo, of course, mm-hmm. uh, tragic, but uh, tragically passed away. But um, other than that, there's very much the core of that team that went to the 2013 final. So this is a squad that's learned lessons. Yeah. Uh, how do they? How do they now take a, a one-one, having conceded an away goal, and turn it into a victory in, in Tunisia? I think uh, if you look, there was a game they played in the group stages where they needed to. I think there was one of the big teams when they ended up scoring more than four goals. Uh, I think you could see, you could sense that the guys have obviously learnt from from past experiences. I also remember when we played one of the games when we were in Uganda, we were losing a two-zero at some stage, and we came back and draw two-two. I mean, just going back to the dressing room, you could sense the guys were just, you know, they knew what was needed to be done. So you can sense of see, you can you can now see the the, the maturity and obviously the experience that we, you know, the experience that comes with having played there before. And I think that's what got them this far. I think that's what lacking in the other teams uh, by not getting to, you know, to the, to the knockout stages. I mean, that you can't buy that experience can't buy that experience. Well, a man with tons of experience is sitting in the studio with us, Linus Pakela. Uh, we're talking about uh, Orlando Pirates, who this coming Sunday will play in the second leg of the CAF Confederation Cup Final. For free access to legislation, speeches, and crucial policy documents, visit policy.org.za, Prima Media's news and information website. Polity.org.za, deepening democracy through access to information. Visit policy.org.za today. Absolutely, we would like to thank thousands of business banking customers who have already featured their businesses. For those who have not yet uh, to, or have yet to do so, Absolutely reminds you that to uh, keep your business running smoothly and without interruption, you need to get featured by the 30th of November. To protect the account you can't do without, contact the Absa call center on 0861 002 
279 or log on to absa.co.za. Absa Business Banking, Open Doors and Prosper. Absa, member of Barclays, an authorized financial services and registered credit provider. Success in business is all about staying connected. Dube iConnect has helped us launch our business into the cloud, combining global technology with local accessibility. With world-class data storage infrastructure and security and uninterrupted power supply, Dube iConnect offers us the complete cloud-based business solution. For more information, visit dubetradeport.co.za. Dube Tradeport, moving your business forward. The thing that really matters is for someone to hear me. I wish my bank wouldn't forget about me just because I'm retired. If only my bank would help me save to go on that cruise we've been talking about for years. And that's what really matters. Finding a bank that cares about me. A bank like Nedbank, who offers me a 12-month fixed deposit with a great rate of 7.25% per annum. And the peace of mind my capital is guaranteed. A bank that knows I still want more from life. Make guaranteed capital growth of 7.25% happen. Another reason to join Nedbank. Visit us or call 0860-555-111 today. T's and C's apply. We're an authorized FSP and registered credit provider. Make things happen. Nedbank. PSL Radio Show. Seventeen to seven on SFM, South Africa's news and information leader in studio with uh, Lennox Bakhtela, the uh, former Orlando Pirates striker who uh, helped take Orlando Pirates to the 2013 CAF Champions League. But uh, Lennox, if you go back to 2013, uh, you think of that away match at TP Mazembe in particular, which <laughs> we never got to see in South Africa. Mm-hmm. But I mean, amongst others, that that I think stands out for me. But would you say Pirates now, though, is still the kind of team that thrives on the challenge and, and can really come to life when their backs are up against the wall? Yeah, I think they, the, the, you know, like I said, the, the guys, uh, the, you know, the guys, have, they've got an amazing team spirit at Pirates. And I think it's one of the strong things about the, about the team. And, you know, you just mentioned all the games, uh, the Tipe Mazembe games. There were quite a few of them where we really thought, no, we are against our backs. And the guys just decide no we can do it and and you, you just feel the the, the 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 team spirit in the dressing room i remember in the semi-final in against the sporans that was one of the uh, for me it was one of yeah. the greatest moments you know and we had planned everything that we planned had exactly happened the same way the way the corner was supposed to take taken the way i was supposed to block the guy for roy and all of that it just happened exactly the way we planned it it was a great feeling, especially after the game. And that's when Tebo Manyapelo came up with Moi Mahamutsa. Yeah. He decided that he, <laughs> Moi Mahamutsa would be the, the name from, from here on out. But uh, you, you talk about go, going to the final. That was the semi-final, the 1-1 draw, which uh, saw um, Orlando Pirates through to a final against Al-Akhli. We've got the coach, uh, Roger Desar, on the line, who took Pirates to that final in, the, in 2013. Roger, thanks for joining us. Hello. How's it, Dwayne? And uh, great to hear from Lennox again. Yeah, we'll create a little reunion here, although you're still down in Cape Town at the moment. But I mean, Roger, go, going back to 2013 um, and, and then looking forward, I mean, you worked with Eric during that 2013 campaign. What, what does Eric bring to this pirate squad now that he's he's, he's fronting up this this challenge? Uh, you know, by I don't want to say by himself because Tabo Malloy is still there. He's got some great support around him, but he's the one that's sort of uh, in in the driver's seat, as it were. I think, I think in, in, in some ways, I think um, Eric's got an advantage because the, the players have been there, they've experienced most of the players have done it. You know, I think when we were there, myself and Lennox, um, it was pretty much new to us. You know, a lot of it was sort of new territory to a lot of us. We just 
sort of um, expected the worst all the time and, and we were pretty well prepared. And uh, like Jenok said, I think the, the guys were a great bunch of guys that that, that fantastic team spirit and, and it was a great unity in the team. And I think I think that continues there. I think the unit the unity continues. Um I think through the hardships, I think uh Fens was passing, you know, possibly brought them together even more. And um and also I think they've had a, a couple of additions to the side that that have really added a little bit of quality to the team that we we were not as prepared as I think as as the current Pirates team is. Um, we were caught a little bit off guard with the registrations and, and the players that left us at the end of the season. And we were a little bit thin at the time. And um, I think this time around, I think they're a little bit more prepared. I think they, they know what to expect. They know what it's like to go up to to Northern Africa and they know the, they know what you know what to expect from the crowds and and, and the lasers and and everything else that gets thrown at them. And, and I think they've got a very realistic chance. Yeah, Lennox is nodding along here with, with just about everything you're saying. But, uh, Lennox, if I can just throw it to you, Eric Tinkler was actually saying before they left today that uh, he feels they need to be more creative. Where do you think Pirates need to improve? Now, I think uh, looking at the previous games, they had a, they had chances to, to wrap up the game. Uh, I think, uh, obviously, being a final, everyone is a bit, you know, a bit nervous and all of that. I think if they if if they take their first chance uh, that they get uh, on on the day, they will win the the the, the, the final. I think uh, once they get that one goal, once once they score, yeah, it was like the Al Ahly yeah. semi final. Yeah, once, once once they score, I think then yeah. the, the Tunisians will obviously open open up for them. Roger, if I can go back to 2013 again, when did you first realize that Pirates were actually going to make? The Champions League final. When did you first believe it was <laughs> it was a reality? Um, I tell you what, I think I think when we got back from Titi Mazembe um, after after winning that one, you know, and going through to the group stages, which nobody really gave us a chance. I think Titi Mazembe had never lost, um, and we managed to knock them out. And uh, I think once we overcame that, I, I kind of thought, you know what, we got a realistic chance. But then once I saw the draw and we had. You know, the two giants uh, in our group, um, two giants of, of Africa, which Ali and Zamalek at the time, we had, actually, they, they'd never really lost at home. And our first game was actually Ali away, and, and we went over, and um, we, for me, that was a fantastic performance when we won, we beat them in um, in Egypt. And I think once that was achieved, I thought, you know, we, we were very realistically uh, contenders to, to go all the way. Um and I'll tell you something, even when we were there in the final, and Lennox will remember it, um, after drawing 1-1 at home, and we had conceded against Halali, I think Lennox had, had a pretty good opportunity to score, and the ball just got away from him. Um, and the, the ball sort of went out of play, and, and we did create two or three very good chances to, to take the game into possibly extra time and, and even penalties. And I think... Had it gone that way, I think we we could have we could have snuck it, you know, we could have we could have won it there. And uh, unfortunately, it didn't go our way. And and we were, it was very difficult to beat them there at a very mm. difficult time in, in Egypt. A lot of civil war, and Olympics will tell you a lot of war tanks and a lot of army everywhere. And it was you know there were a lot of challenges. And I don't think yeah. I don't think Pirates have got those. You know, those difficulties this time around. On a point, Lennox, I mean, how, how do you deal with that situation when you know there are bombs or attacks that are possible when you're when you're heading to the venue, walking around the hotel? I think you, you learn to shout it out as much as it's difficult, but you learn to shout it out. I remember one time me and Andy we were standing in our window, this guy just pointing at AK, telling us to get in. So 
we just <laughs> laughed it off. But I mean, it's 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 I don't know. It again, there's a problem. There's something happening every time there's a final. Yeah, I heard now there's something going on. Bomb in Tunis, yeah, that's right. So yeah, I think the thing this time around, like uh, Roger said, you know, the guys have, have have experienced everything now. It's not it's not the same. When we went, everything was just new for us. I think this time around, guys are well prepared for it. Roger, just finally, just a, a quick question then. From your perspective, in brief, how would you say Pirates would best be suited to, to claiming or coming home with this CAF Confederation Cup final from where they sit now after the 1-1 in the first leg? Um, I, think, I think before I answer that, I just want to remind Lennox what it was like in this final. We, we were told that there were only going to be a 1,000 supporters. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> on to the stadium, all of a sudden we were told, no, they're going to leave in 5,000 supporters. And by the time we managed to make our way into the stadium, oh, there was a capacity crowd yeah. uh, in, in the stadium. And I remember when we went out for the warm-up, there was this most unbelievable like, sort of, I don't know, thunder or, or, or booing or whatever you want to call it. This noise was, I mean, and Lennox will tell you, no derby compares to that. Mm-hmm. And I promise you that. It's, it's unbelievable what it's like. And uh, you actually feel the crowd tremble, you know, in, in the way they jump and, and sort of, all sing and dance at the same time and uh, so it's an unbelievable experience but I think this time around you know I think 80% of those players at Pirates have been there they, they've experienced but I don't think uh, Tunisia will be as hostile as Egypt was I think I think it was a lot easier when we played at Torrance you know so I think they got a very good chance and like Dernock says if they get a goal early um, or the longer the game goes at no no Pirates can sneak in one at any time because of the way they play uh, they're able to, to score at any given time. So I think Pirates are still very much in it, uh, especially the style of play they have, the creative play that they've got now. We played a final without without uh, uh, Andile, without Happy in the final. We're a little, very, very thin. Uh, Collins Bensuma had just lost his brother prior to us leaving for the final. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a lot of difficulties that, that, um, that we carried with us with a very thin squad. And, and I think this time, you know, Pirates are a lot better prepared, and I wouldn't be surprised if they do win it. Fantastic. Well, uh, Roger Desar, thank you very much for your insights, and enjoy the game on uh, on Sunday. Thank you very much. Cheers. Cheers, Lennox. Cheers, Cheers So, Roger Desar giving us some insights into what it takes. But, uh, Lennox, from a player's perspective, then, is it easier going into a game knowing you need to score? Yeah, I think as, as a obviously as a uh, as an attacker you, that you you know you've got that challenge and it challenges the guys that uh, have to you know sort of create the chances for you and obviously then you tend to see the intensity of the game is much it's it's higher than than usually you know Pirates is a passing team but usually when we have to, when we go to a game having to score you sort of see you know the intensity of the game changes and everyone just you know on their toes which is a, which which is great for as a striker. And I think, you know, Pirates, Pirates, have got, Pirates have got great players and I've, I think they can score anything against any team. And I think they will score. See, this is, this is one of the concerns that I have, though, is that I, I, we're starting to pick up a little bit of inconsistency at times. And I don't know what it was, but there was times throughout the, the first leg where I was looking at the team and thinking, this is not the Pirates I've seen throughout this campaign for, for a large part. Gabuza's goal, of course, turned, turned Orlando Stadium into the most electrifying atmosphere in, in some years. But Kermit Erasmus had a very average game, and he's, he's a player who has quality about his game. There's no doubt about it. But one of the things that people were discussing afterwards was that maybe there was very little support from, from the midfield at times. And I suppose, in a sense, team sports, everyone needs to have the cogs fit for the engine to really 
to really work. But as a striker, I mean, why do you think it's so difficult for many strikers to find consistency in their scoring? Okay, I just want to touch on one point that you made. I think yeah. we, we, we shouldn't forget that uh, Pirates is missing their top man uh, and the, the most creative player, which is Oprah and their captain. And obviously, the two guys that they played uh, over the weekend are more defensive when it comes... They're not, they're, they were not, they're not going to bomb into the box like Oprah would. Yeah. So it's obviously going to be difficult for the guys to... You know, people people will expect more from Kermit. I know he's a great player. Everyone wants to see him having a great game, but it's not possible. Uh, then going back to your po- to, to 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 your question, uh, then I think we also need to give credit to you know obviously when you right now in in, in times where the opposition can study you, you know opposition can study your game. They have the access to to videos, uh, and sometimes we don't have access to those videos. You know, and you find that I, I remember when we first went to Alali, they were calling us small boys. The second time we went, the second time we played them, they knew us by our names, you know. Mm. So you kind of sense, oh, okay, now they've done their, they've done their. Kemet was not registered, but I remember when we landed in 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 Egypt to play against Zamalek, and the, the weekend before I played Kemet in in the derby and he scored. People were asking me, where's your strike partner? You know, I mean, so obviously people do go and do their research and obviously sometimes it's frustrating as a striker and there's this one guy who's just on your case all the time but it, it happens eh? it happens fair enough but uh, I did want to ask you about Oprah Yisa as, as a missing cog because he is the influential player as you point out but the, the other player that's going to be missing of course is uh, Tandani Zumaelo he's, he's suspended for the final which means Issa Saar is more likely to take his place and he's a lot more robust physical and a Tendency to pick up yellow cards at times. Discipline might be might be an issue in this final. Yeah, I know, and you know, guys need to be disciplined because, uh, like we pointed earlier on, the guys, the North African teams are very technically aware of what's happening, and they very good at buying those things, buying free kicks and everything like that, <laughs> and obviously frustrating the referee. And you know, it's a pity that Pirates will be missing Jumaelo and uh, Opa. I think. That's that's the two you're taking out two of the guys that were playing in the previous years in 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 in, 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 the, cha- in the in in the Champions League. That's exper- that's also experience that they're going to miss. I mean, obviously, Opa is the machine. You know, the guy guy never gets tired. The team will miss him. Okay, I've got to ask you this now. Seeing as how you brought it up, I mean, most football fans seem to accept this already as a, as a universal truth. But uh, from your experience, do you find that there are more biased or partisan calls from referees against you when you're playing away from home, particularly with that French referee and North African team? Yeah, I think so. I think so. In um, <laughs> Uganda, the referee that was no, it was in Uganda. Yeah, it was in Uganda. The referee that was refereeing. No, it was in Congo actually, in Congo now, in, this, in, the, in the cup. The referee that was refereeing there didn't know that we had a French speaking in in our team, and then obviously he was speaking to the guy like, "Don't worry, I'm I'm with you guys." That's when Issa was like, "No, but what are you <laughs> doing?" So that for that changed that changed the game for us. Yeah. That's when we obviously he now started being more fair, and we ended up coming home with a win. Which is crazy to think about that that's, uh, that situation might have actually occurred. But uh, you're looking at the opposition. They've got the joint leading goal scorer. Bunja has been outstanding throughout this campaign. He's having a really good season. Came off a uh, season where he was uh, second best scorer in the Tunisian league again. Um, but you can't plan for just one player, can you? It, it, would Pirates best be suited to just go there, play their game, know what they need to achieve? Is, and is that what you think they're going to do? 
No, I think they should. I think they should just focus on their game. Like I said, you know, it's one all. It's not all lost. And Pirates got the talent to score goals. I think if if Kermit comes to the party, he can hurt any defense. Hmm. And he's definitely gonna get Gabuza is definitely gonna work for him. As, as a partner, yeah. Gabuza is definitely gonna work. I know Gabuza. Gabuza will run all day. So it's just a matter of Kermit coming to the party. And I I I, I know Kermit is very disappointed with his performance last week I've had a chat with him so I know he's going yeah. to be looking to fire you know th- this game and so it goes for everyone around the, around the pitch he scored the goal that saw that revival against Salahi they were yeah. two goals down, down yeah. and suddenly they won 4-3 last question that I, I, I want to ask you is what's going to be going through the players minds on Saturday night just before the game just before they go to bed what what are they going to be thinking do you from your experience, the reception at the airport when they come back, if they win, really, I'm, I know for a fact, you can't take it away. You know when you come back if you have won. You're not thinking about the game, what you need to do, you, everything. You, you processes. Try, you're trying to avoid <laughs> that because the moment you think, it's like when you go into a derby. The moment you think about it, you're just getting your nerves up. Because no matter how long you've been playing soccer, you're always going to have nerves. You know, but but I know the guys. I know the guys know what. They must do. I know. I know they'll be. They know the job at hand. I think they they have the you know the the, the talent to, to 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 win this game. But I'm saying you know I'm not, I know for sure they're thinking about the reception on their way back. From a player's <laughs> mouth. It looks. Listen, it's been great getting your insights and views tonight. You really opened my eyes on a few things. So thank you very much for joining us and enjoy the final on Sunday. Thanks, boy. That's uh, all we got time for tonight on the PSL Radio Show. Segunjalo, we've got. Uh, We've got uh, Naledi Muleo up next to the talk shop and then, of course, uh, tomorrow morning, Janet Witten, AM Live for uh, more sport. Brad Brown back again tomorrow, 6.30 to 7. But from the uh, team tonight, producer Siobhan Chetty and me, Dwayne DeLocca, have a lovely evening. Cheers. It's